Hi, my name is Sabak Trinavas, and this is Arnavar Stoby. And together we are co-hosts of the Backfield Rip. Thank you for tuning in. First episode after the Super Bowl, a lot to talk about, break down the game, and take a little bit of a look ahead into the offseason quarterback markets. A lot to break down. Let's get right into it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, hey, I'm going to say it, man. I predicted the Super Bowl winner. That's, that's, that's like one of the highlights of Seriously. me doing this entire podcast and just being involved in NFL reporting. So hey. I'm, just pr- I'm just proud. I'm just proud yeah. that I did that. Yeah, a lot of respect. I remember all the way back in May, you said it. You had the Rams winning the Super Bowl, and here we are. Hell, hell, of, a, hell of a take right there. Yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Um, man, that man, Aaron Donald. Talk about what a career, and he has a Super Bowl ring now to top it off. I mean, wow, just wow. Made made the two plays at the end of the game, the stop on Joe Mixon, pulled him back, and the eventual uh, sack of Joe Burrow. Just an incredible defensive player. Yeah, and that, that Super Bowl, to me, was the epitome of stars make plays, right? And the Rams went in, all in, got all these stars, Cooper Cup, Matt Stafford, Aaron Donald. I guess uh, Jalen Ramsey kind of had a tough night, but <laughs> aside oh from that. Oh, my God, come on now, come on. He had one big play to Jamar Chase, and that was it. That T. Higgins call, we all know that was a face mask. Hey, that, that last play there, if, if Burrow had a little bit of time, we saw, saw Jamar Chase down the field. Oh, my God. They sold out They they sold out on a blitz for a reason, man. I know. I hear you. I hear you. I'm just playing. I'm playing. But my point, again, right, stars, stars make plays, and the Rams are Super Bowl champions because they went all out and got those stars. Yeah. I mean, you saw Les Snead with the, with the T-shirt that he was wearing um bleep them picks uh and i mean he had no regard for them when he was trading for the stars but you know eventually i mean they went all in in 2018 didn't work took a different approach this year valuing the quarterback position bringing in uh matt stafford kept some of the talent from previous years right man the incredible what the rams uh were able to do uh but on the flip side you know we have to give credit to the bengals as well talk about uh a cinderella story uh going to the super bowl after being one of the worst teams in the league uh the year before and even and the year before that um man this kid joe burrow he's gonna be back yeah no no doubt about it at all and I think that's the thing for me. I was kept asking myself, how are the Bengals even here at this point? You know, this offensive line that's, it's not pretty, man. It's, it's really, it's hard to win in this league without a great offensive line. And I know at at times the Bengals gave Burr the time he needed or was able to execute the offense, but that was their Achilles heel and they weren't able to overcome it in the biggest stage. Yeah. And it's interesting how the O-line was able to hold up enough to get to the Super Bowl, but, you know, you can't keep relying on luck and Joe Burrow barely escaping the pocket uh, to win you a Super Bowl. You know, that, that it's not luck that wins Super Bowls. It's majority skill. And the Bengals O-line was just outmatched by the Rams D-line. And 
hey, it was a great Super Bowl, though. All, all in all, not even the Super Bowl, this postseason in general. One of the most enjoyable postseasons that I have ever watched. Um, and it's really fitting coming back from COVID, no fans. This is the excitement that we get in a bounce back year for the NFL and the entire trajectory. I mean, in terms of viewers, uh, players, and people that they're bringing into the entire league, it's completely changed with the excitement that they've driven this year. Yeah, no, even the whole regular season, you know, we had so many nail biters coming to the end. And, and this season, like, it, there, there was no no telling who was going to win this thing, except except if you're Arnov back in May. But <laughs> it was it was anybody's Super Bowl all year long, really. And with the ups and downs, in the right time, the Rams click, took care of business. And I think the one thing we can all, all kind of take away from this, and it's not really even just a football lesson, even a life lesson, if you will, but sometimes you got to take those chances, right? Whatever it may be in life, the – the Rams were not going to settle for Jared Goff. It was clear that he was not progressing at the rate at which you want to your franchise quarterback to. And they took that chance. They made the move that had to be made. And now they're Super Bowl champions. Look at Sopic, man. So inspirational. <laughs> <laughs> Love to see it. Love to see it. Um, but, you know, as much as as much excitement as this postseason has built up, it's leading to a offseason that could see a lot of moves a whole lot of moves uh especially in the quarterback market and man some of these names some of these guys that are available uh russell wilson's been rumored aaron Rodgers is up there uh you got guys like matt ryan uh and then the free agent market you know Teddy Bridgewater is there. Jameis Winston is there. Um, we don't know what the situation with Deshaun looks like, but he could be uh, another trade target. Kyler Murray. I don't want to touch that Kyler Murray situation. Uh, I, I I think he's staying. I don't think it's nothing here and there. I don't think they'd trade a franchise quarterback, but I don't know. Cliff Kingsbury, Kyler Murray, they're butting heads here. A lot of rumors, a lot of news. Which ones do you think are material and which ones do you think are throw them out? Yeah, there's a lot to unpack, but I think the one thing we can all be certain about, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be playing on a different team next year. I mm, think we'll, forgot we'll, about him, right. right. The 49ers committed to move off of him. He's in the free agent market too. Right. So I guess that's a good place to start as any. With Jimmy Garoppolo, do you have any feelings gut reactions anything gut reactions you know it was interesting the move off of jimmy g because if they're committing to trey lance next year do i believe that trey lance makes them better and can lead them further than where jimmy g led them this year which was the nfc championship game i don't know i don't know so, so the move off of Jimmy G in and of itself is interesting, but understandable. You know, you want a guy with higher upside, long-term, fits the team view. Um, if I had to pick a team for Jimmy G, I think he does what he was meant to do. Uh, fill Tom Brady's role. So I have him going to the Buccaneers uh, and working with Bruce Arians. Uh, and becoming the starting quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's, that's very what interesting. What do you think? 
I like I like that angle. I don't know. I don't know. It's very interesting, really. Um, I guess you could say he could you could run a similar offense. You know, you have Jimmy G just distribute the ball. You have all those playmakers. But I, I think the only thing to me is, does Jimmy G give you the same opportunity of let's go win a Super Bowl? I don't know, but like, come on, like, there's only a few guys that are going to give you that type of feeling. You know what I mean? Right? Like, do you see the Buccaneers going out and trading for, I don't know, Aaron Rodgers or getting a Deshaun Watson or moving all the chips and getting Russell Wilson, right? Like, those are guys who you're like, okay, yeah, we can go win a Super Bowl with, but yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I think, I think, Sometimes you, you got to look at a guy and be like, you know, the team around him, is it good enough to give us a chance, right? right, right. You look at the Niners, the team around him was good enough to give him a chance. I think the team around the Buccaneers also is. No, I definitely see that angle because if you're the Bucks right now, as an organization, right, you're at this point where you have a really, really, really good football team. And if you can get a guy to just not screw up, right, Jimmy G, just we're going to give you the keys here, just – do what you're best at, you know, manage the game, get the ball to the playmakers and don't make those big mistakes at the end of the game. And, you know, the more I think about this, I could see this as a possibility, but I don't know if Jimmy G necessarily gives them a better chance. Not better. Of course, no one's going to give them a better chance to win a Super Bowl than Tom Brady, but I, I don't know if it kind of gives me that same idea of settling, right? of all right he's, he's good enough let's go with him we should be cool like we've seen that the fort that hasn't worked for the 49ers i don't know if that will work for the bucks i don't know but you also have to take in you have to, you also have to take into consideration salary cap you know the bucks are almost at, at this point where they're investing so much in guys like uh, mike evans I'm, I'm pretty sure chris godden's also up for an extension this year uh love Levante David, Devin White, right? You're investing so much in these guys, right? It's also a question of, do you even have the assets to go out and get a big name guy? Not to mention that this year's cornerback uh, free agency class is extremely strong, headlined by guys like uh, Stephon Gilmore, Chris Harris, Kyle Fuller, Pat Pete, Jason Verrett, Xavier Rhodes, right? Mm -hmm. So how do you allocate your money? How do you allocate your cap space, right? When I'm looking at the most cost-effective move, most cost-effective quarterback that gives you a chance, I see Jimmy G, man. I might, I might also throw Teddy in there too, mm-hmm. right? Because I see, I see a very, very similar play style with them. But I think one of those two guys, uh, a guy who just, you know, hand them the keys, they'll get the job done. You know what I'm saying? Just get it out to the playmakers. That type of guy, that type of build is what you're looking for if I'm the Buccaneers. Yeah, no, I, I like that. I like the Teddy thing a lot too. I think he can be your quarterback to hold down the fort, give you a chance. He'll be competitive, but I really think the Bucks had to find the next guy, right? I, I don't know if it's going to be Kyle Trask. We haven't seen him, so that's neither yeah. here nor there. But I'm going to assume for a minute that Kyle Trask hasn't completely blown him away at practice or anything like that. I think the Bucks are at this point where if you're, if you're sitting there at the end of the first round 
you see a guy you really like start to fall. Because I think that's going to be a theme in this year's NFL draft. One hundred percent for quarterbacks, right? There's no there's no quarterback here that at least I don't anticipate any team like saying, all right, let's 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 sell the farm, let's trade up, let's go get this guy. I think it's going to be kind of a a waiting game kind of thing. Like let's try to get the best value for this prospect, and the Bucks could be at a position where maybe entering day one they're like we'll see and at the end of the night they're let's pull the trigger right 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 is, i 100 agree uh i'd even throw the steelers in there another quarterback needy team right you look at some of these uh teams that have lower first round picks you know pick 18 pick uh 26 uh i don't know exactly where they're positioned but these are some of the teams where you have a top talent like Kenny Pickett or Matt Corral fall, right? Because another quarterback need team like the Commanders or the the Panthers are sitting up there at like six and nine. They're like, is it really worth taking a guy who might not be a franchise quarterback, right? Over what might be, I don't know, a franchise tackle or a franchise linebacker, right? So you look at some of these later picks and you're like, okay, this might be a good value pick for a quarterback that we can take a chance on. Right. And you know, you're 100% right. These, these later teams right here, the Buccaneers, the Steelers, some of these teams, they really benefit from this year's quarterback class. And who knows? Maybe one of them does develop into a star, right. Under the right coaching under a right organization. Like, you know, the Bucks have a fantastic organization. You have Byron Leftwich who's still there uh, after all the coaching rumors, Bruce Arians is still there. Right two of the best offensive minds that you can learn from as a young quarterback. So yeah. all the options are on the table for the Buccaneers. Yeah, another thing I want to ask you about Tua and Miami. What do you, what do you see happening there? Uh, staying in Florida here. I see, uh, man, that dolphin situation is so icky. It's, it's just, it's, it's so tacky. Um, I don't know. You know, you have a new coach coming in and Mike McDaniels and he hasn't signaled that it's going to be a complete regime change. He wants his own guy, uh, his own team, his own offense. So as far as I'm concerned, Tua is still the day one starter, mm -hmm. right? Um, I'm worried that this might turn into a Baker like situation where it's mm -hmm. like whew, this quarterback is doing just enough for us, but it's not enough. You know what I mean? Uh, some, something like what, happening in cleveland and it's going to turn into like a two to three year dilemma it's like every year the question comes like do we move off of our first round pick that we invested so much in right i think what two was like pick number six or something six or seven uh, yeah and then baker pick number one right we've invested the highest possible asset in you but you're not performing up to it do we move on to you do we not I don't know. I, it's yeah. trending towards becoming a Baker-like situation, but I still have them sticking with Tua. Right. No, actually, I see where you're coming from, but I think this is going to be a big de de determining year. And I'm going to set the Baker thing aside, right? Just focusing on Tua. He's been like that, like that kind of player you're talking about. He's been good, but he hasn't proved that he is the franchise guy yet. Now you bring in Mike McDaniel, offensive mind, right? Mike McDaniel's if, if, I, if I'm the owner in Miami, Mike McDaniel, your only job this year is to, is to help this man to a ball out. This, this dude needs to have a breakout year. We need to have a clear direction of where we're going forward as a franchise. And if Tua hasn't, isn't able to prove by the end of the season that he is the franchise quarterback, I think 
you've got to find another answer if you're Miami because you don't want to get into that Baker situation where like he's doing enough, but it's not enough. Because if it's the, if it's if you're not sure if it's enough, it's because it's not enough. So that's kind of what I would say with that. Another team and quarterback, you know, I want to bring us this conversation here is the Broncos and Aaron Rodgers situation because you know they've had extremely strong uh, trade rumors. They've been linked numerous occasions. Uh, I don't know if you saw it, but Melvin Gordon posted on Instagram. He's like, Rodgers, you better come, and he's like, the Broncos organization you better try your hardest to get Aaron Rodgers. Um, what do you make of that situation? Do you see Aaron Rodgers leaving? What do you What do you think of the whole ordeal? Yeah, here's my thing. The Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers team, it, it's getting old, man. Like, this is every single year, okay, where there's drama. We have a great regular season. We get an MVP, and then we lose in the playoffs. So, so if the Packers keep doing it, and that's kind of like the definition of insanity thing, you know, trying doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. I expect there to be – I expect one of two things. One, Aaron Rodgers is traded. Or two, Aaron Rodgers sits out. He's not playing for the Packers this year. Because So you think this is there's no way that he puts on a Packers uniform again? Unless he's content with winning another MVP trophy and then losing in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you're thinking like a little Peyton Manning situation here where, you know, Perhaps. just content with the organization. I guess go to go to head over to Denver. See what you can do there. Yeah, my, that's what I'm thinking. You think you think they Devonte and Aaron Rodgers come in a package, or Devonte if Aaron Rodgers leaves, Devonte also goes somewhere else, not the destination that Aaron Rodgers goes to. I don't know if you could make it a package deal, but what I think is, if one of them leaves, the other is leaving. I don't know mm. if necessarily they're going to the same place, but I expect mm. if one leaves, the other does too. Interesting, interesting. You know, man. I think the Packers are going to do everything in their power to please Aaron Rodgers. They're going to do everything in their power. And to be honest, I don't see Aaron Rodgers leaving. I'm not going to lie. Just, just, just because like, man, we've seen this drama over and over again. And where does he end up? Where does he end up every single time? Yeah. But at some point you got to change it up, right? Like how many times are we going to keep doing the same thing? They've done it every single time. That's all I'm saying. Like, if I'm being honest, I see Matt Ryan having a higher likelihood of getting traded than Aaron Rodgers. Come on, expand on that for me. Let's let's hear it. Look, Matt Ryan is a quarterback, a good quarterback on a mediocre team that's literally just going to go seven and ten or nine and eight every year. They've simply not been able to recover from the Super Bowl. They have not been able to put enough talent around Matt Ryan, even though they've had the financial capital and the draft capital to do both, right? If you're not able to do it in four years, I I don't know what to tell you. So I think the Falcons are in a time period where they need to really blow things up, right? Your star receiver doesn't want to be there, Calvin Ridley, right? Matt Ryan is just going to be there with an offense that's led by Cordell Patterson and then nobody. Right. Or Cordell Patterson and Kyle Pitts. Uh, I'm looking at this like a Matt Stafford situation, man. I'm looking at this like he wants out. He wants to go to a contender. He wants to win now. I feel like I feel like that whole situation right there 
has a better chance of materializing in a trade than Aaron Rodgers drama, which we have every single year and every single year we know that it's going to end up in the same situation where he's back with the Packers. I think Matt Ryan has a chance to be next year's Matthew Stafford. No, I really like that. But the question is, who, who is that Rams? Who are, who's that team taking a chance on Matt Ryan? And really- there's a few, there's, there's a few out there. There's the Steelers, right. To name one. Um, this might be an interesting one here. The Colts. Mm. Carson Wentz, your boy, he has, he hasn't performed right. He hasn't, he has not performed well. Um, and I don't know if I'm a, the Colts organization, how do I justify that Jackson is a loss? Like I, I simply cannot justify it. And Carson Wentz performance. Yeah, no, you can, but here's a problem from a tape trade perspective that Carson Wentz stock is at an all time low. There, there, there's, mm. no, there, there's no buyers in the NFL. It's doable though. It's doable. You can throw in the, you know, Matt Ryan's no Aaron Rodgers. He's not going to charge you an Aaron Rodgers like return, mm. right? Two firsts and a decent player plus Carson Wentz, because he doesn't add any value to this trade. Um, Yikes. <laughs> hey, I have to say, hey, I'm not lying, though. Um, that's all it takes for an Atlanta to pull the trigger and say, okay, we, we get the draft capital that we need. We get the time to start a rebuild, right? Here's, here's what I'm envisioning, though. Okay, let's put ourselves in uh, you know, 2018, 2019. We're playing a little bit of Madden. You know, We're in the franchise mode. You put, the, mm. you put the trade off for, for Carson Wentz and then you get a big mm. red not interested bar from the, <laughs> from, from the Atlanta Falcons. Hey, hey, even then, once again, you know, we're talking about Matt Ryan. We're talking about next year's Rams. There's a lot of next year's Rams. You know, um, the Steelers, I said before, the Steelers are that team that's really a quarterback away from being in contention. If they're able to make it this year with Big Ben playing the way he did, right. imagine what Matt Ryan can do for you. If I'm talking match made in heaven, dare I say the 49ers, uh, but we, me and you both know that they're committed to Trey Lance. Right. Um, yeah, but, you know, there's certainly teams out there that could be next the next year's Rams. Um, yeah, no, actually, the more I think about this, the more I'd like to see it because, you know, Matt Ryan is one of these guys that has a lot of talent to be sitting around in Atlanta doing nothing, right? Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Hey, hey, I might even throw the Saints in there. Mm. Uh, I don't know if Cam Jordan will like that, but hey, look, it'll be a great from our organization's perspective to get a guy like that. So once again, a lot of teams that can be next year's Rams, a lot, a lot of teams here. Yeah, actually, I kind of like that. And I think the fact that the Rams just won the Super Bowl makes, you know, front offices more inclined to like, let's pull the trigger. Let's make something happen. Right. And take a chance. Take a chance. You were talking about this yeah, yeah. in the in the in the beginning of the episode. Take a chance, right? If I'm Pittsburgh, man, what do I have to lose? I have a defensive juggernaut in TJ Watt who is in the prime of his career. I have one of the top secondaries led by Minka Fitzpatrick. I have an above average O-line, and I have Najee Harris behind me. Right. Take a chance, right? I, I if like I'm the that. Colts, I got a defense entering its prime. Take a chance. Right. If we're talking the most realistic one, though, I think you can't you can't justify the Saints because that's in division. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know San Francisco. The only thing is you got Trey Lance waiting right there, and Indianapolis. If I'm Atlanta, I'm not trading for Carson Wentz, but Pittsburgh. 
I like that. I really like it. The more I think about it, been saying that that's that's the connection. That's the deal that I want to see. I do. I do too. And it's also in the AFC, right? You're not trading right, them to right, the, to right? the team in the NFC. It's different uh, conference. You won't see. Yeah. Them. And the only thing though, even, even hey hey even the Broncos, man. Mm. We've been we've been saying Aaron Rodgers and Broncos. No, what about Matt Ryan? Right? He'll cost right. you less, right? right. And uh, the Broncos' offense, you have three number one receivers there, right? Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, right? Tim Patrick, right? right. Oh, man, that's an amazing wide receiver core, right? I want to see it now. I want to see it, right? Let's let's start that free Matt Ryan movement. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, actually, the more I think about it, the more I like it. But going back to the likelihood of it, right? I don't know, man. I feel like Atlanta just holding on to Matt Ryan. It's just one of those situations. Unless you get a trade that's really like Atlanta can't say no to. But I think I think you're right in this in this thing that I think Matt Ryan adds way more value to a better franchise than Atlanta. Atlanta's not gonna do anything with Matt Ryan this season, this upcoming right. year. So exactly. I like where you're at. I like it a lot. I know. I know. You know, if I'm if I'm a team, right, why do I need to add the Rogers drama, all the extra media attention, right? Get a low-key guy. Um, you know, b- b- before we end the episode, you know, what about these two guys in the NFC West, Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray? All the news that's coming out of these guys, all the news that's coming from these teams, what do you make of these two guys? Do you, do you have them staying? Kyler, I have definitely staying. I know there's a lot of, you know, head button stuff going on, but hmm. the Cardinals are way too good right now to move off of their franchise quarterback. You got a real shot to contend. Like, whatever it is, let's work it out. Let's talk about it. Let's get back to 2022, play football. But, but, but their situation is interesting because Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray are both up for contract extensions the same year, next year. Right. Clashing of egos. No, here, but here, I'll say Clashing this, though. I'll say this. Winning solves everything. If you can go out and win next year, <laughs> if it solves every problem in the book. But I mean, to be honest, the Cardinals have been on the trajectory that we laid out for them, right? right. Solid year with Kyler Murray last year. We said they have to make the playoffs. They made the playoffs. They did what they needed to do. The next step is win a playoff game. So right. I, I guess that's the next step that they have to take. Right. And with the Seahawks, I think it's that dark horse team that can make a trade. Because I don't, I don't, because if you're Russell Wilson, you gotta give, you gotta sell the farm for Russell Wilson. You gotta trade multiple firsts, throw in a couple players, all that good stuff, right? It, it, Russell Wilson's not gonna come at a cheap price, but just, especially when you look at what Deshaun's commanding, right? Just exactly. imagine what Russell's gonna command, right? Absolutely. But here's the thing that makes me a part of me think that it could happen is that similar situation, like. There's nothing there for Russell to say, oh, I love this team, man. I got I, I, Other than the fact that the Seattle connection, right? But if Russell Wilson wants to win a Super Bowl, that's not going to happen in Seattle next year. Like, let's, let's face the facts. I'm going to compare this situation to the Portland Trailblazers and Dame Lillard for those of you who watch the NBA, right? Man, Dame Lillard is a guy, excellent guy, right? He leads the team, right? He's the leader. He has the keys to the entire franchise, right? but the team's just unable to surround him with the talent that he needs for the past couple of years. But he still wants to stay there. He wants to win a championship with that team because that's his team and that's his city. And that's kind of where I see Russell Wilson going, right. right? As much as he wants to win a championship, the city, the franchise, and the work, he doesn't want to run away from that. 
and everyone on this earth who watches football is going to be telling Russ, if you want to win a championship, you're going to have to go to another team. You're going to have to be that team's Matt Stafford. Right. But I think, but here's the thing though. This I don't think he wants little, to do it though. I think the situation is a little bit unique because Seattle's Seattle's kind of on the decline, right? Because they've, they've already been there. Russ has a ring. They were in two Super Bowls. I think it's a little bit different that you think about it because the way I see it, like the for Dame, right? It's like he doesn't have a ring yet. He's still chasing that. It's like, let's get this together, man. The Seahawks is like, you know, the glory days are over. Let's move on. Let's let's go. Let's go to better places in life. You know, it's. I feel like after you win one together, you're less inclined to be like, all right, you know, let's we gotta go get this because the Portland Trailblazer, Portland Trailblazer, right? They don't have one. Dame's like. Yo, we gotta get this, man. We gotta be on this team. This is us, you know that kind of mm. mentality. I don't know if Russ has that, like, because they've already been in their glory days, right? It's it's it's, the, it's in the past. You don't think Russ wants to win one more? You think he's content with where he is? No, I think he wants to win one more, but I don't think that one more has to be one in a Seattle uniform. But I think he wants it to be in a Seattle uniform, and I don't think he's gonna leave. That's, I'm comparing mentalities right now. And the current mentality of Dame Lillard is the current mentality of Russell Wilson. I think he, if he wants a chip, he wants it in Seattle. I don't think he wants to leave. I think everyone around him is telling him, yo, yo, you got to move. You got to move. If you want a chip, you want to, you have to move. You got to go to a team like the Buccaneers, the Steelers, or the Colts, or the Saints, right? Well-established rosters that are there and that can do it. I don't think he wants to move, though. That's his city. See, I mean... I don't know Russ on a personal level, but well, like you do, I guess. But here's what I would say. Uh, hey, hey, if we've known anything from Russ, he's all loyalties over winning. So I guess um, there's not there's no evidence I have to deny that claim. But if I'm Russ, I'm getting out here before the building burns down. <laughs> yeah, man. Seattle's one of those organizations where it's like first round picks, haven't hit on one in a while, salary cap. You're in salary cap hell as well. Yeah, scary situation up north. Um, but once again, a lot of dominoes to fall in the quarterback market 2022. A lot of guys, a lot of big name guys that might be moved. Let's see how the dominoes fall this year. Uh, with that being said, thank you for listening to the 73rd episode of the Backfield Rift. Be sure to tune in for our next episode so you can hear what we thought of your team's 2021-2022 NFL season during our annual season recap episode. Until then, it's been Arnav Rostogi and Sat Vikshinavas. Stay safe and take care.